0: Ryan, you are here for This Week in Marvel and Spider Man. We're doing it all together because we love
1: Spider Man. Yeah, and if you don't know already, This Week in Marvel is a weekly podcast. You can listen on marvel.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts where we talk about everything happening in Marvel. We talk to awesome people about awesome stuff. Uh, It's a real good time.
0: Yeah. Uh, As I mentioned, I'm Ryan. Uh, I've been doing This Week in Marvel uh, mostly on my own for about eight years. Uh, And then over the last couple months, I wanted to make the show better. So I decided to bring in Lorraine. And the show has gotten a lot better. Uh, Before I continue on, I just want to say, today is my 10-year wedding anniversary. My wife, Elizabeth, is right there. Hey. Happy anniversary, guys. And so it was raining the day we got married. It's raining today. I think that's nice, a little bit of uh, synchronicity. Uh, so let's have a really fun show.
1: And I am Lorraine Sink. Uh, I get to hang out with Brian. Oh, thanks. Uh, I didn't choose the name. It was given to me. Um, but I get to host with Ryan every week. We also do a digital show called Earth's Mightiest Show. That is a video show, which you can also check out. Uh, and, and that's who I am. I also break Breaker of Worlds.
0: Yes. Uh, I've seen it. It's terrifying. Uh, we have a third host. His name is James Monroe Iglehart. Uh He is One of the busiest men I've ever met. He's on Broadway right now. He's in a little show called Hamilton? uh, Hamilton. Hamilton. Uh, He's also doing something called Freestyle Love Supreme. Uh, He does, yeah, a million things. He is our third host. We miss him. He will be back with us really soon. Uh, But we couldn't do This Week in Marvel and talk about Spider-Man without some amazing creators.
1: That is true. So please welcome Leah Williams right here. Now, we're going to ask all of you, who is your favorite non-Peter Parker spider person? Uh, spider Gwen. Spider Gwen. Excellent. Excellent.
0: That's a good one. I, I think that's going to be a, a, a recurring one. Uh, we have Sean McGuire, writer of Ghost Spider here. Yeah!
2: Woo! All
0: right, Sean, Favorite non-Peter Parker, non-Ghost Spider, spider yeah. character. <laughs>
3: yeah. You're mean. I know. <laughs> Spider's Man.
0: Oh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's that's a good one. Oh, that's a yeah, good really one. creepy. I like that one. Uh, speaking of creepy.
1: Frank Thierry.
0: We oh! love him.
1: The bad boy of Marvel Comics. Uh, your, non, your non-Peter Parker Spidey of choice, Frank Thierry. I
2: don't know. Uh, I guess I'm writing Carnage now, so Carnage. Yeah?
0: All right. Yeah. All right.
2: Uh, we're going to be talking about
0: Ravencroft a little bit later. That's brand new news. Uh, and of course, granddaddy of Spider Man currently, the keeper of all spiders, Nick Lowe. <laughs>
4: hey, everybody. So glad to be here with you guys. How are we doing, New York? Yeah? Good.
1: <laughs> this is going on the record, Nick, so think. Wisely, oh, Man.
4: This is tough, guys. A this non- is so tough. Peter
1: Parker, Spider so
5: person. Uh,
4: I am going to go stop stalling, with uh, Penny Parker Spider.
0: Yeah. Oh. Very cool. very cool. Um, so we do this week at Marvel. sometimes we have news. I feel like the next slide is
3: Poo-poo-poo.
2: We've got Poo-poo-poo. some
0: Breaking news, this is tied to Spider-Man. A brand new title that we are happy to announce here. What? Marvel's Spider-Man The Black Cat Strikes. Who? Yeah, this is, will be written what? by Dennis Hopeless Hallam with pencils by Luca Maresca, covers by Sana Takeda. Oh my gosh, amazing. Uh, that's coming January 2020. Uh, has everybody played Marvel Spider-Man exclusively for PlayStation 4? <laughs>
2: it's
0: real fun. So there's gonna be big things in here for Black Hat. Uh, if you played the game, you like the story, this is a continuation of the canon of that universe. Uh, it's something that we are really excited that we get to do at Marvel is continue stories from other media. So it's, if you like Star Wars movies, our Star Wars comics are in canon. They are legit, they're great. If you like the video games, we are doing those stories. They are in canon and they are really cool.
1: The best. Um, yeah. You know what else is my favorite?
0: Who, what, huh? Anyone who's a menace. Oh no. <laughs> ah. That was was, it, was that your J. Jonah Jameson impression? He's ominous! It's pretty good, right? Uh,
1: I'm one mustache away. Yeah,
0: that, girl! <laughs> <better>. <laughs> He's got a lot of experience yelling at people like that. So uh, this is a Spider-Man panel, of course. And our pals at the Daily Bugle wanted us to remind everyone to check out the DailyBugle.net to see more from J. Jonah Jameson. Uh, and you know, I got a special package in the mail the other day. Let me see if this is it. Yeah. So I got this uh, that came... uh, It
1: says it's from Venice and Prague
0: and... From Frog?
1: Prague. Oh. It's a cousin of Frog.
0: Oh. Uh, So there's a little Spider-Man Far From Home care package here. Uh, What's really cool is it has a Night Monkey t-shirt that you can't buy anywhere. Uh, And a fan on Twitter pointed out to me, That's actually uh, basically an old Steve Ditko Spider-Man drawing that they did, uh, Night Monkey style.
1: It says, I saw the Night Monkey in Prague, and all I got was this lousy T-shirt.
0: So that T-shirt, along with this box and uh, a banana pen. uh, Because he's
1: a Night Monkey, obviously.
0: Yeah, let's go with that. Uh, All of this is going to go home with one of you. Think about who has the best J. Jonah Jameson impression. Uh, Keep that in mind. I want to give this away a little bit later in the panel. Uh, We're going to have a microphone over there to take questions and do some trivia and hear your best Triple J a little bit later.
1: Yeah. Um, I feel like we should talk about the past, the present, and the future.
0: Do you mean 2099? I do! Yay! 2099 is something cool uh, that we've been doing. We're revisiting a 2099 project. Nick, what is 2099?
4: 2099 is the future of the Marvel Universe. Uh, Anyone read the original 2099 books back in the 90s? Yes. Awesome, awesome books. We've dealt with them uh, ever since then, here and there. But we haven't gone at them in a big way in a long time. And it wasn't until we have uh, Marvel Creative Summits a couple times a year. And at one of them, I believe it was uh, Matthew Rosenberg who did the math. Because we were talking about how... 80 years ago, it was 1939, the beginning of the Marvel Universe. He said, but 80 years from uh, 2019 is 2099. Uh, and we're like, whoa, whoa. You're right. Writers can do math? What right. is happening? I know. I can't. He's a rarity. Uh, and, uh, and Nick Spencer seized upon that and talked to Matt. And, uh, and so is anyone reading Amazing Spider-Man out there right now? Yes. Uh, I just, I'm going to throw up some slides. We have some, uh, some images, yeah. Yes, so... Uh, as you saw in Amazing Spider-Man number 25, Miguel O'Hara, Spider-Man 2099, crashed out of some crazy portal into an oil rig, and uh, how did he get there? Why is he, is he here in the present? Uh, those are all questions that you're going to get answered starting in Amazing Spider-Man number 32, which is also where we welcome to the Amazing Spider-Man team, Patrick Gleason. Woo! We stole him from the distinguished competition. Uh, He is uh, one of the greatest artists in the world. We stole him from the Distinguished Competition, and he is joining us on Amazing Spider-Man, starting with number 32. You got a little taste of his artwork in number 25, but 32, he kicks off this arc that leads us to the 2099 event. Why is Spider-Man 2099 here? Why is he looking for Peter Parker? And what is happening in these issues of Amazing Spider-Man that is going to lead to the insanity that is the 2099 event? We're going to talk about 2099 more. We're going to
0: show some okay. more covers. We're going to show some more stuff. Uh, but, Lorraine, what else do we have?
4: Um, I'm
1: very excited for this. Leo Williams is yeah. going to be writing Amazing Spider... Or, pardon me, Amazing Mary Jane.
2: Heck yeah.
1: Uh, this is Mary Jane's very first solo title ever. Um, why were you so excited to get a chance to finally give her her own book?
5: because she deserves it. Yes. <laughs> Heck yeah. Heck yeah. She's always been able to hold her own in, in this world where she's surrounded by you know the superpowered and the, su- the supernatural. She, she still has a lot of fight in her. And I love the opportunity to show what she can accomplish just with her own devices. Um, so it's, it's definitely a celebration of all things MJ.
0: And we have seen uh, some MJ stuff in the pages of Amazing Spider-Man recently, and we saw that she's she's gone west. And uh, so, what aspects of this uh, of her life will this sort of center around?
5: So it's about her professional uh, acting career. She gets this really amazing opportunity to star in you know a major Hollywood biopic by this hot up and coming director, um, you know, like an Oscar bait type of thing. And things turn out to not not quite be the way that it was pitched to her over the phone, but she she commits to it and she stays on because she believes in what they're doing. She believes in this picture, she believes in the art, and as you can see, you can probably guess who's responsible for the illusion of... Uh, <laughs> Cage McKnight, that's the um, young Hollywood director that... Cage McKnight? Yeah. I love
0: that name so much.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I think we we workshopped that together and with Kathleen. Yeah. Uh,
4: Editor Kathleen Wisneski is here in the audience. We're going to embarrass her and make her stand up. Kathleen, Kathleen, stand up! up. (laughs)
0: Audio listeners, because this is a podcast, and we will be putting this out on the feed, audio <laughs> listeners know that Kathleen stood up awkwardly, waved to everyone, and we loved her for it.
1: Absolutely. Um, now, Ryan, you mentioned that this is, you know, she is has been an Amazing Spider-Man. How is Amazing Mary Jane and Amazing Spider-Man going to work together or in tandem?
5: Uh, it, it's more like they're concurrent, so they're happening yeah. at the same time, and... Um, you know, like, it's it's kind of a long-distance thing because MJ has to go to LA to shoot this picture and, you know, obviously Peter's still in New York. So we do get to see the way that they handle having a long-distance relationship for, you know, a period of time. And it's adorable. Aww. Yeah. It's just... It's so... It, it's so cute. They're so good together. I'm
1: gonna be honest, I read ahead and it's so <laughs> sweet. It, feels
4: right yeah it's great so like lee was saying they're kind of intertwined they will kind of like loop in and out of each other i for those just listening i'm doing i don't know how like a dna yeah, motion this there <laughs> or it's like, like bodies like two, <laughs> intertwined like like two flying <laughs> like, fish circling yeah. each other doing really? a, a routine what's happening maybe with you? that was what the Stop motion was it. for those right guys right that's what that was yeah don't uh,
0: give it to him he didn't so, learn
4: that one but you're going to keep seeing in Amazing Mary Jane and Amazing Spider-Man, these two stories kind of uh, you know, weave in and out of each other uh, as this long distance, r- distance relationship moves on and, uh, and there are going to be effects from each of the series in each other and in, in a really cool way that we haven't seen in a while.
0: Very cool. We'll Shall we? Yeah, let's talk about Ghost Spider! <laughs> I'm looking around the room. I see it, I think a ghost spider in the back over there. Yeah. Uh, but Ghost Spider's Adventures are written by Seanan McGuire. Everybody give it up for Seanan. Yeah. Before we get into the specifics of the book, Seanan, you just destroyed death. You were at, you, you saw death and you strangled it and here you are, Healthy and excited to talk about Ghost Spider. That is correct. Yeah, everybody give it up for Sean. Yeah.
3: yeah. I tried real hard to die in Scotland.
4: I'm glad you didn't.
3: Yeah, Devin was a little pissed at me. <laughs> is Devin here? Nope.
4: Good. Devin Lewis, editor of Ghost Spider, is, I think, back at the office still working hard.
1: Something I love about this is that uh, Gwen and the Jackal have always had kind of some interesting things happening between them, and it looks like we have some a uh, jackal coming around. Why it, did you want him to be in Gwen's story now?
3: Well, he was already in her story in Earth 65, right. because over there he's working for the man-wolf, and since with Ghost Spider we moved to 616 half the time instead of just hanging out in 65, we were able to bring in both jackals. So it's double the jackal, double the fun. Don't That's like so
1: perfect to have two jackals, like a clone
0: situation. It is a little bit, except it's not, and they are not gonna get along. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, can I ask you, live on this panel here, why is Jackal the color he is? Like, jackals are jackals green in real life? Because Not no, really usually. No. Okay. I'm. Ve- I've always been fascinated by Jackal being a weird green dude. Well, and he
4: doesn't look anything like a jackal. Right? Really, yeah. I don't know if you've ever seen a jackal. Nope. Yep. They don't have giant ears no, like that. The, 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 he looks more like a goblin mm. than he does a jackal. But mm. it's a mask.
2: It's a mask. It, it's, oh, not it's a mask. mask.
3: Very he good. He mutated himself permanently into his jackal form a long time ago.
4: But then he got cloned and put on a mask and stuff like that. All kinds of crazy stuff yeah. happened. Yeah. You guys, it's comic books. Things nah.
0: happen. That's Comics! what we're doing here. Uh, so, for Gwen, she's swinging back and forth between Earth mm-hmm. 65 and Earth 616. How does that affect her seri- the series, and more importantly, I think for all of us, her relationships?
3: It's making my colorist work really, really hard (laughs) because we have different color palettes for Earth-65 and Earth-616, and frequently during the editing process, one of the tweaks he gets most is, that yellow is an Earth-65 yellow. Why is it on the ESU campus?
4: (laughs) Big shout out to Ian Herring. Yeah, he does. he's
3: doing the Lord's work. It is, it is terrifying, the things we put that poor man through. Um, her cell phone doesn't work in 616 yet. She hasn't been able to get anyone to upgrade it for dimensional roaming. So it's straining her relationship with MJ a little bit, because MJ will text her 90 times over the course of the day, and Gwen can't pick any of them up. Um, She's working real hard. It is hard for her to make friends on 616 and keep them because she won't give them her phone number And she just disappears as soon as class is over like where did Gwen go? Well, she jumped through a hole in the sky to go to another reality where she's a superhero. That doesn't play very well
1: Uh, You literally beat me to the punch because how have you sort of chosen her? New dynamic friend group because she's kind of inserted into a I mean she's in two worlds, but she's literally in the world of college now. I think if
3: I answer that, Nick is legally allowed by Marvel to kill me.
4: It's true. Oh <laughs>
2: Uh-oh. So,
4: we're given a light like like uh no. like the double O we're given the license o to kill. Whatever. Okay.
1: <laughs> I don't want anyone to be injured on the panel today, so I'll accept.
0: <laughs> um all right, we're we're gonna we'll come back, I'm sure, to Ghost Spider later on, but uh Frank, hi, how are you?
2: Hi, Frank. Yeah, how are
0: you doing, guys? <laughs> Frank Thierry, everybody. Hi
1: yeah, Human's ball of sunshine.
0: Frank, um, tell yes. me a little bit about Ravencroft and the ruins of Ravencroft. Because
2: this was just announced this
0: morning, I believe. Yes, it
2: was. Please, yes, tell, it was. tell us a Tell bit. us about Ravencroft. OK, Ravencroft. Um, there was a Ravencroft that predates the one that we burnt down, <laughs> OK? <laughs> and that it's uh, Ravencroft has uh, existed for years. And it has a lot of connections to places, events, people in the Marvel universe that we had no idea uh, existed before. Uh, so what? the
0: weird, creepy, old Raven Yes. Yes, I weird, like creepy, that. old Ravencroft, so, yes. Frank,
1: is this going to be, what kind of genre is this going to be? What is the feel of what this book is
2: going to be? It's gonna be creepy, like you're doing right now. Like Very this. creepy. Yes. For <laughs> our, <laughs> our viewers like that. at yeah. home. Now, Ryan the history from the radio of Raven started Ravencroft started stretches
4: way back. Yeah. Way, way, way back, further than you, than any of you know. And what Frank uh, is doing is so cool. Uh, and Thank the, you. And the things, the things they're weaving in and out of Marvel Comics history uh, is so interesting. And they're opening up all kinds of doors that we've never seen before, and and cool layers on Ravencroft. On Carnage. Yes. On, that's the
2: first one shot yep. would be Carnage.
4: And then it, it, as you saw on the covers there, I think I saw Wolverine on one of them. So you,
0: you mentioned like history of Marvel comics and characters and stuff. That, that's really cool. I'm,
2: yeah, we have the, the first one, Carnage, takes place during the 1600s. Um, the second one, the uh, saber Tooth one, takes place in the uh, 1900s. And the uh, Dracula one takes place during World War II.
4: Ooh. Yeah, I see. So, we a, a lot of history there. It's like history class, but without the boring parts. <laughs> exactly. It's just like all and the a lot weird, of murder. Yeah, all the deaths and weird stuff. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank you, yeah, gentlemen. You're, you're, you're
0: welcome. You're welcome. Um, uh, I wanted, before we... You can keep going, but uh, I want to give a shout out to our two audio producers. Persia, who's down here. And Becca, who's over there. They're Becca. doing great work. Uh, they, also, they also brought a bunch of toys and merch. For you guys, so we'll, in a little bit, we're going to do some trivia. Mm-hmm. We're going to do some uh, Q&A. Jonah Jamesons. And we're going to get your J. Jonah Jameson, because we need one person to give us our best J.J.J. to win that special pack.
1: That's true. But we have a bunch more twenty ninety
0: nine. Twenty ninety nine. Are you out of your mind? Yes. I am out of my mind. For 20.99. For 20.99.
1: So, Nick, we want you to give us one beautiful sentence, because there's a whole bunch of one-shoddy goodness coming.
4: It's true. One sentence each, Nicholas. Oh jeez, oh jeez. So I'll give you one sentence for both the Alpha and the Omega. Just one sentence. The future is in danger, but who can save it? All right, what's ominous. On That's one no, sentence. We don't know what's It's what so cool. Starts in November, ends in December. It is so cool. Nick Spencer. Uh, is writing both those alpha and omega. So, Fantastic Four. In a future with no heroes, who are these four crazy people? <laughs> we just sprung this on Nick,
0: right now. Yeah, yeah, he's amazing.
4: Conan twenty
1: nine and Punisher twenty ninety nine.
4: So, Conan, the Barbarian twenty ninety nine. Conan has a laser sword. <laughs> Uh, give what? us your money. Wow, well, what else do you need? Conan has a laser sword! Ah! Still has a loincloth, though? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But it's like a techie loincloth. Te- te- techie loincloth? Yeah, yeah, just what loincloths have been missing for, for eons! All right, Punisher 2099. It's an inside job, and you need punishment for it.
0: <laughs> you almost had it. I almost so had good. it. I was so close. So good. Good All right.
4: Cool
1: how about
4: Ghost Rider 2099 and Venom 2099? All right, so Ghost Rider 2099 if you stop driving you're dead. <laughs> and then Venom 2099. Alchemex has been doing some experiments that might just kill you. That's an <laughs> I want. Yeah, that's okay. one sentence is hard. These are books I, with 30 pages is it a cool okay. story.
0: Yeah. No, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing great. How this about- is an improv workshop right now. All right. Doom
4: 2099. 2099. All right. How about this one? An autobiography of Chip Zdarsky. <laughs> yeah. uh, uh, the, uh, I'll do a real one, though. If the future is ruled by Doom, who is this Doom? Wow. <laughs> also, Chip Zdarsky <laughs> and um. Marco Castillo.
0: Uh, if you've never read the original Doom 2099 run, there's a whole section of it that is written by Warren Ellis. Uh, we have collected in trade, or it's all on Marvel Unlimited, along with all, pretty much all the other 2099 books. Really cool. If you're excited about this event, read all the old stuff. It's, it's awesome. Marvel Unlimited has so much uh, for everybody.
4: And then Spider-Man 2099, Nick Spencer, Zay Carlos. It is so creepy and gross and awesome. Uh, and it will twist your brain up into a knot and then just like cut it to get it out sort of thing. Like you know when you a knot is too tied too tightly and you can't even just get it out and then you just cut it? That's what this book's gonna do to your mind.
0: Whoa. Nick, tell me more about knots. Okay,
4: well that was some of my favorite knots. You want me to start? <laughs> no, we'll do that later. Okay.
0: Uh, so for 2099, we were thinking of other stuff to talk about here. Uh, like well, I wanna engage all of you guys on the panel If you were in 2099, you yourselves, what would your deal be? We see, you know, Ghost Rider, we see Punisher, we see all the things that Nick is making up on the fly Would you have a laser sword? Yeah, yeah. Sure. Would you have a, like, what would you be? What would Nick Lowe 2099
4: be? Uh, Nick Lowe 2099 uh, would have at least three jetpacks. Just Because they'll break down and I don't know how to fix them. So you got to have at least three.
1: So three individual ones that you wear at separate times, not three that you wear at once.
4: It depends on how fast I have to get someplace, Lorraine.
1: Fair.
0: What about Frank Thierry, 2099? I feel like you're still going to be alive in
4: 2099 no matter what. Yeah, right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay I am it in like two days from now, man.
4: I don't know. You <laughs> I, looked, I might die on this panel. For no, this. I don't think you've changed since the day I met you like almost 20 years ago, Frank. Yeah.
2: I'll be like a head in a jar or
4: something.
3: (laughs) I like it. I'll be an eco terrorist supervillain in twenty (laughs) ninety nine, using horrifying abominations of science to reduce people into equal volumes of all the animals we've allowed to go extinct.
4: Wow. I love it. You've
0: been thinking about this. There's a lot on Shaunen's mind right now.
4: You're very optimistic.
0: (laughs) Into it. You will be so many newts, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) So many newts.
3: I have all the jetpacks. You'll be
5: newts with a jetpack.
0: Leah. Leah, 2099.
5: I am going to give up my human body and become a, like, sentient cloud of cosmic gas. Oh, yeah.
0: That's great!
3: Just, you know, some blood mist. And that like way we can, we can stay friends, because I <laughs> won't
5: be turning you into things you
0: don't want to be, exactly. and you won't be
3: destroying the environment. It'll be great. Symbiosis.
0: Their future is good. Lorraine, Lorraine 2099, what are you going to do? What are you going
3: to
1: do? Oh, be? nuts. Um, we I just, talked about I, this. My whole body will be a laser. <laughs> and I will invent the first flying car because it's going to take another 80 years.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, Ryan,
1: 2099?
0: Uh, I will uh, be living inside the skeleton of Modoc and just piloting <laughs> his skull or, uh, in the chair around for my own enjoyment. Uh, I'm still going to be this. Whatever this is, I'll be that inside the skull of Modoc on the chair flying around, escaping Seanan's chaos and <laughs> Leah's gases and getting out of the way of the jetpacks.
3: Watch out, your... I can't control myself! Oh. <laughs> I like yeah. your wife, so I'll let you retain human form. Thank you!
1: <laughs> Will your mustache finally be prehensile?
0: <laughs> it already is. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, that's 2099. Uh, so we want to do a little bit of Spider-Man trivia uh, and get some Q&A. We wanted to make this a, very, uh, a, a panel where... You all participate, so there's a microphone over here. We have to give away these toys because I took them from my office, and I'm not taking them back. So please do some trivia, ask some questions of our amazing panelists, uh, and let's get this show going. And if you want to ask a question, there's still stuff for you, it just won't be one of the toys. So if you'd like to ask a question?
1: Yeah, I just have a question. Uh, about uh, Spider-Gwen and if there's
0: projections for having a movie out and when it might come out. And it's been super popular, and and I was also wondering if you created it or if it was a team, or kind of how that worked.
4: So you want to know how Spider-Gwen came about? Yeah. Okay, so uh, it's a, a pretty neat little story. So we were coming up on the Spider-Verse. Or mis- I'm sorry, I mispronounced that. It's, it's actually pronounced Spider-Verse! <laughs> So when Dan Slott was pitching Spider-Verse and he was pitching, he, he not only did he do research along with uh, some of our Marvel staff to find every Spider-Man ever created in any media, all that kind of stuff that we wanted to include, uh, they also he also wanted to create a bunch of new ones. And one of them that he wanted to create, but all he had was that, like, was you know, Gwen Stacy spider character. Uh, and so he put that in there. And we were, I was building a, a prelude series to it called, called Edge of Spider-Verse. And uh, one of the ones that I wanted to do was in Uncle Ben Spider-Man, and and uh, I talked to Jason Latour, mm-hmm. uh, and Jason had like started coming up with an idea. It was you know Uncle Ben with spider powers and uh, Peter Parker with spider powers. Like this uh, kind of like a, a very duo that would be dynamic. And uh, but Dan was when I when I told Dan that what I was you know planning to do, he's like, oh, but that's one of like that's this twist I want to come to in our main Spider Verse story. Can you do something else? I'm like, ah, yeah. Why don't we do the Gwen Stacy spider character? He's like, okay, okay, okay. But here's what she has to look like, Nick. She has to basically look like the classic Gwen Stacy with the jacket and the headband and the skirt, but with like a, a dominant, like, you know, a simple spider mask on, on the face. So I was like, I don't know. And Jason and uh, Robbie Rodriguez and Rico Renzi were like, no, man, that's not what she has to look like. And they came up with the unbelievable costume. And then... Uh, When we announced it, I don't even think it was one of them. It may have been Jason, but I even think it was a fan who first coined Spider-Gwen. And it kind of took off online. Once we showed off the costume, we announced that edge of Spider-Verse, number two. And uh, and it just blew up on the internet. So much so that we're like, okay, this has to continue. It's not enough that we just have this one shot. It's not enough that she's just in Spider-Verse. She has to have her own series. And that's where Jason and Robbie and Rico uh, kicked off uh, Spider-Gwen. So Edge of Spider-Verse 2 became uh, Spider-Gwen 0, and then uh, you know 1 through, I think it was 30, or it was like 1 through 8, and then 1 through 31. Uh, and, and that's when Sean uh, took over the title as well. But, uh, and then when, it, when she showed up in, into the Spider-Verse, we found out that it was like, oh, that's so cool that she's there too. Uh, and they added the ballet slippers and, and the ballet aspect to it. Um, but it, it was so cool to see happen, and and you know we came up with the name Ghost Spider, and she's showing up like that in Marvel Rising. If you haven't watched Marvel Rising, you gotta go watch it. You you can watch it on Marvel's YouTube or on Marvel HQ uh, for free. You just get on there, for you free? watch it for free. Mm-hmm. Wow. For free. That's uh, my
0: favorite price. It is. It's
4: a that, good. Price. Absolutely. But yeah, but it's so cool. Uh, but yeah, that's the story of Spider Gwen.
0: Uh, And and, and Nick gingerly dodged your other question about the movie. We have no idea. We can't answer that. We make what they make, the comic books. And Lorraine and I just sing and dance and do this. Uh, Hello, what's your name? Terrell. All right. Hi, Terrell. Hi, Terrell. Question? Um, Question.
4: Okay. I was a real big fan of Marvel Team-Up back in the day, Spider-Man Marvel Team-Up. Will you be bringing that back anytime soon? Well, we had had Marvel 2-in-1 recently, and we had Marvel Team-Up. We had a spin on Marvel Team Up very recently. Uh Spider-Man was in the first three issues, uh, but it was mainly centered on Ms. Marvel and and bopping around with different people. Um, And that's an awesome series. I think it just came to an end. Mm -hmm. Uh, E-Viewing wrote it. Uh, Joey Vasquez drew a bunch of it. It was really, really good. Um, But actually, another uh, funny story, what ended up being our most recent Peter Parker, the Spectacular Spider-Man which won, and I, one of the issues won the Eisner Award last year for best single issue story. That when I first started talking to Chip Zdarsky about that, it was basically going to be a Marvel team up. But then he pitched this really cool idea. I'm like, oh, okay, that's even better. Let's do that. But, uh, but we're also big Spider Man team up fans. And so I don't think we're a very, I don't think we're ever, you know, uh, too many years from a new, Spy- a new Marvel team up with Spider Man. Cool, in
2: cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, you want to do your, your Jonah? I'll try it. If he,
4: if he doesn't want to be famous,
0: I'll make him infamous!
2: Oh, that <laughs> was good. Right. Good. Uh,
0: we have right. four more trivia left. Trivia or question? You still get something if you ask a question. I'll take the hard trivia. Ugh.
4: Hard trivia. Thanks.
0: Uh, who killed Peter Parker's parents, Richard and Mary? Can I get a hint? No!
4: <laughs> you wanted this, son? <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, I mean, in The Amazing Spider Man 1. The plane kills them, so the plane falls and they both die. I feel like That's he's an using answer. a
3: technicality on us. I think really it's the impact right? that killed them in Amazing Spider-Man 1.
4: No Give me this.
0: So, there, yes, Red Skull though, the uh, not the original Red Skull, but a different Red Skull, ordered for the parents to be killed. I would have also accepted The Vulture because Peter Parker had two parents show up in the 90s who weren't actually his parents. They were LMDs, and they were killed by The Vulture, who was an old man who then somehow became young again once he killed the parents. Again, Lorraine, I love comic books.
4: Do you want to do Jonah? Is that your Jonah?
0: Was it a whisper? (laughs) (laughs) Hi, Jonah. All right. I
4: got to focus. I got to focus. I want Spider-Man. Ooh. Pretty good, pretty good. A little
0: good. saucy, a little uh, Sassy.
1: I like it. All right, next. <laughs> what is your name? What would you like to do? Hi, uh, I'm Sam, and I would like to ask you a question.
4: Hearing about uh, the origin of Ghost Spider had me wonder, how did Spider Ham come about? Peter Porker? <laughs> so Spider Ham, the, the story that that I heard the most out of, there was, it was the 1980s, there was some very popular like cartoons going out, and, and the, one of the publishers of Marvel went to then-editor-in-chief Tom DeFalco and said, we need one of those, like a really kiddie Spider character. And so uh, I believe it was Tom and Larry Hama. I could be wrong here. It's just recently that I, I, I remember learning this story. And they jokingly came up with Spider-Ham and pitched it, and, and they came up with all these villains. They're like, we love it. Just make that. Mm-hmm. And so they started making it, it just was kind of on a lark. And it did all right back in the 80s, but then it went away for a long, long time. And it wasn't really until Spider-Verse that, that Spider-Ham <laughs> came back so hard in our in our Spider-Verse comic series and Amazing Spider-Man. And then ever since then in Web Warriors and then into the Spider-Verse movie. Uh, and that's kind of... I think that that is... As far as I understand it, the Spider-Ham origin.
3: Spider-Ham has a lot in common with my favorite non-Peter Parker, non-Gwen Stacy Spider-Person in that Spider-Ham and Spider's man are the only two Spider-Men who are actually spiders.
4: Yeah. yeah. That, that's that's the, true. Yeah. There are a few others, but that's very close.
0: Oh, you just got edited. I did. I just got, <laughs> he's an editor, that's
2: his job.
1: <laughs> Come on down. Would you I, like a question or a trivia?
2: Um, question for the panel. Um,
0: with... 2099 coming back, are there any plans to expand it to other
4: characters who've been created since the original 2099 run, like Ghost Spider? Uh, Well, we have a whole set of variant covers that, that are some new reimaginings of some of those characters. But in the series, you'll see some... You'll see a lot of the classic ones, but you'll see different ones picked up from the different incarnations of 2099, including The Secret Wars 2099 from probably about five or six years ago now, that, that Peter David and Will Sliney did. Uh, and and some from that uh, the Robert Kirkman-led incarnation of it you'll see showing up in those 2099 books and lots of cool stuff. Thank you. You're welcome. You want to do your Jonah? I need pictures of Spider-Man
0: on my desk. Now! Slightly British, Jonah. Good. I like it. <laughs> right. good. What is your name and trivia or question?
4: Uh, question. Great. Um, I'm Louie and... One thing I was wondering is, there's Spider Gwen, but you guys also call him Ghost Spider, so I'm wondering what's the correct name.
3: Her correct name is Ghost Spider. She was originally Spider Woman, and she changed it once she started spending more time in the world where Spider Man and Miles Morales are, because she was worried that there would be a fight with all the Spider characters, and someone would shout Spider Woman, duck, and like six of them would hit the ground. So she changed over to Ghost Spider to make
0: fights easier. (laughs) because Gwen is very smart. Gwen is she very is. smart. Uh, do you want to do your Jonah? No. All right. <laughs> I like an honest young man. Feel like we have to name a winner. OK. I,
4: I, 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 Tyrell, the infamous. That was really good, buddy. That was really good.
0: Uh, we got to say thank you to editor Nick Lowe. Woo! Thank you. Ravencroft writer Frank Thierry. Woo! Frankie! Ghost Spider writer Shannon McGuire. Shannon! And amazing Mary Jane writer Leah Williams.
1: Make sure to find this podcast on marvel.com podcast. We have new episodes every Friday and you can listen to them wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you are a regular listener,
0: we're going to do news and this week in Marvel history on Sunday. We're going to do bonus episodes. So if you miss any news from New York Comic Con, we're going to have you covered with this week in Marvel. Thanks everybody. Enjoy Comic Con.